Hello and welcome to A Rendezvous with Destiny. My name is Chloe. I use she, her pronouns. I am your GM today in a surprise twist. Mm. And with me today, I have... Hi, I'm Will. I use he, him pronouns. And the character I'm playing, you will find out in a minute. And... Uh, a fun fact about me is that I got takeaway fried chicken last night, and uh, because I'm like leaving the house for this weekend, um, this morning I just ate the leftovers over my kitchen bin like a raccoon, just I'm with my so hands. I'm so attracted to you right now in this with moment. your little human fingers. Yeah, um, yeah, like, like like a raccoon. So that's me. I will and. Am, stop interrupting. With me, I have. <laughs> Hi, I'm Am, and although he, I, he's the love of my life, I may not be the love of his, evidently. Wow. Um, <laughs> I use she, her pronouns. I am also playing a mystery character. And my fun fact is that um, my flatmate and I have been basically mass producing cold brew. Um, so we have two huge jugs of it in the fridge, just full of coffee, and I'm re- I'm really happy about it. And I'm not allowed to have any more. No, not you can hear. I'm already talking quite oh. fast. Yeah, there's a ban <laughs> on more coffee for Am. Hello, it's me. Uh, for once, I'm not sat in charge of anything. I'm not doing anything. It's so nice for once. It's so relaxing. She's one of us. One of us, indeed. I am Luce, not your GM. There, I'm, I'm playing also a mystery character. My pronouns are <laughs> she and her. My fun fact is I am in my location. House. You're yes, in my house. I'm in location with Am, because I'm down <laughs> where Am is for the weekend, which is really nice. Yay! In person. <laughs> I guess that's me, right? Uh... <laughs> yes. Yeah. Uh, hello. Yes. Uh, we're, keep, we're keeping this bit in. <laughs> it's all right. Uh, hello, my name is Fiona. I am also uh, not part of this podcast. I'm part of a different podcast called What Am I Rolling, which is a twice-monthly RPG one-shot podcast. I also run the DMs Book Club. I use she, her pronouns, and I am also playing a mystery character, Shock Horror. Um, my fun fact <laughs> is that on Thursday, uh, at time of recording, I was like on my way to do my second-ever stand-up showcase, and I thought I was doing really, really well. I was walking, I had my, my beats on, all that sort of thing. And because it was raining, and because I was wearing Converse, I slipped over in front of the pub and I bashed my knee quite badly in front of a pub of old men. <laughs> and I oh, no. let me tell you, nothing oh, gets no. rid of anxiety about to perform than falling over. So that's my top tip for anyone is that you just fall down some stairs or something <laughs> like that to get rid of anxiety. So there you go. Just absolutely eat dirt. <laughs> yeah, it was it was pretty spectacular, I'll be honest. I feel very proud, but also very sad. <laughs> so that's oh, what Jennifer Lawrence was doing that one exactly. time. Exactly. 100%. <laughs> We've solved, solved it. it. A deep cut from Very Chloe deep and cut. a cultural <laughs> reference, which Amazing. is insane. <laughs> I know, I never make cultural references. None this of us ever unprecedented. do. That's not true. Me and Will <laughs> this is true. are like deep in the cultural yes. zeitgeist. Mm-hmm. Yes. And you're like, I've seen a movie once. Yes, I uh, yeah, a I'm movie. Like, I've seen Back seen to the this. Future and it's my favourite film and I've never seen another film. What <laughs> art? <laughs> <laughs> well, like, I just do weird deep cuts because like, I, I just have such random knowledge and I've just seen the weirdest films. Like the other day I was watching uh, Linnea, which is an Italian version of the Aeneid. Well, mm. Luce's deep cuts and deep knowledge refers to about, you know, a few months ago when Chloe's like, I think I might run a Dresden Files yeah. RP. And I'm on book seven. Yeah, and Luce has read seven books in about two months. Good job. Um, I haven't read them in a month. I read three books on the train on the way back from that weekend. Which I don't know how to do Which circles us back to Dresden Files and puts us back on task. Good job, Anne. Yeah. So today we are going to play the Dresden Files RPG, specifically the Dresden Files Accelerated RPG. uh, Because they're my favourite books ever and I like to force people to enjoy the things that I like. Yes. I believe Fiona has read the books and Luce has read... Uh, many of the books now Mm -hmm. (laughs) but am and will have not so we're gonna be hopefully nice and easy to understand for anybody that does not know the justin files because you might not um yeah so what i want to do to start with is we'll talk about the premise of this one shot which everybody here already knows but you guys the listeners do not and then we'll go through kind of who everybody's playing and we just need, we're going to connect the characters together. So we'll get to that when we get to it. But first, the premise of this one shot. Uh, I've called it. No, I'm not going to tell you what I called it because that's spoilers. Mystery, okay. mystery titles. <laughs> oh, mystery podcast. <laughs> mystery characters. You can you can hear the title of the one shot at the end. Well, maybe not the end, but anyway. So 
everybody here has been invited to the birthday party of Lucille Augusta, who is the head of the British White Court of Vampires. In the midst of war between the White Council of Wizards and the Red Court of Vampires, security is heightened, but the party has its hiccups all the same. When the sanctity of guest right is seemingly violated, Lucille has a duty to uncover what happened before the party ends and the culprit gets away. So that is the hook that I've given everybody. Uh, and that's where we're starting. So there's a couple of things in there that you might not already know, such as White Court and Red Court vampires. But hey, let's play the game and see if they come out. That's more fun. <laughs> So, shall we go in order? Let's start with Will, since you started in the intro. Um, why don't you tell us who you're playing? Um, and I was thinking, unless... Oh, I haven't got everybody's character sheets open. Unless anything is going to be spoiled and you'd rather keep them secret for all of you. If we could share your mantle and your high concept, but keep the other aspects. Cool. Makes sense. Um, uh, secret, and then we might they might come out in the in the game. Who knows? Uh, so yeah, Will, do you want to give us a little introduction to who you're playing? Of course. Uh, do you want like a physical description as well, or just like name, mantle? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Let's go for a physical description as well. Cool. I'm playing Kaylorn, who is a the mantle is a knight of the Winter Court. Mm. So he's a mortal agent of the Winter Fairy Court. Um, the high cons. We are kind of Go ahead. Uh, taking some liberties slightly on that yeah, one. Yes. So. <laughs> Spoilers, it's Chloe. Fit. It's canon. <laughs> no, but just so everybody knows. Um, and the high concept is reluctant agent because I literally always do this with characters. <laughs> Conflict. I love conflicted characters. Yum, yum, yum. yum. Um, he, he looks sort of um, timeless, like slightly androgynous face, shoulder length. Um, light blonde hair um his clothing is like a total mix of different cultures and looks so um like a, a fur coat that looks almost like viking or saxon um in kind of its age and then some slightly more modern fashions and sensibilities all sort of mashed together um and there are like pine needles and loose branches and stuff like that just absolutely like covering him it looks like he's been dragged through a christmas tree farm <laughs> Um, really, really pale face, almost sort of bluish in colour. Those, those are physical descriptions. Do you, do you want to hear about my approaches as well, or are we are we saving that? Nice. Um, no, we don't need to. I don't think we need to go through okay. those. But uh, what are, what are your characters? Oh, pronouns, uh, unless you already said that, and I was yeah, he they, <laughs> he they. Fantastic, lovely. Okay, Am, who are you playing? I am playing Irvine Touchstone, MSc. Um, not PhD, you will note, unfortunately, <laughs> still MSc. Um, he is very, very tall and gangly. He looks, oh, he looks like a young Paul Bettany. Oh, okay. Oh. Um, oh, yes, you did. Like, like, like a Knight's Tale era, Paul Bettany? Yeah, like nice. shaggy hair, scr a little okay. scruffy. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> He's, he dresses, um, he, he, he gives the appearance of someone who tries to dress very nice but is constantly disheveled you know um he for some reason his hands are always a little sticky um he will always have like a coffee stain on uh, a shirt no matter how many times he tries to keep it crisp and white um very messy hair kind of just an air of um a little bit of mania and panic about him <laughs> um and thick thick glasses um his mantle is a clued in mortal um, and his high concept is a pet of the Red Court. Ooh. <laughs> I have that it's he's 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 not having a good time. He's not having a good time. Um, but you know he's kind of doing his best. Um, is there anything else uh, pronouns, that I needed I think. to share? Oh yes, uh, Irvine uses he/him pronouns. Thank you. Nice. And for those of you listeners that don't know, Red Court of Vampires is what the yeah. Am is referring to. I said I uh, And get... I think that's... Oh, sorry, go on. Go on. Oh, I was just going to say that that pretty much tells you everything you need to know about Irvine. <laughs> mm -hmm. Yeah, I get to... I was like, vampires? Can I, can I, can I kiss the vampires, please? <laughs> 
Anne was like vampires, and I was like, which type would you like? And Anne, I, I like, I know this was over message, but I imagine Anne's eyes lighting up. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, we, uh, Anne promises she came up with this character's concept before we watched Renfield as well. That's such a good film, yes, by the way. Yes, I did. Oh, she she came up with it before it even came yeah. out, so I can confirm that. Confirm. They owe me royalties. <laughs> <laughs> All right, though. Uh, Luce, who are you playing? I am playing uh, Artorius Major, or Artie. Um, he is about six foot seven, um, a mountain man sort of vibe, like scruffy beard, oh shaved my. sides of the head, long hair. Um, looks a little bit like he's probably been sleeping in a tent for a while. Um, Play films like Travis Fimmel from Vikings sort of vibe oh. going on, but very tall, um, very big. Um, my, like when, because, oh yeah, I'm still vampires and got excited. I saw were- werewolves and got happy, <laughs> but I'm not a werewolf. Uh, my mantle is, I am a bear, but sometimes a man. Because there's one form of werewolf in these in the Dresden Files, which is, I'm actually a bear, but my special ability is I can turn into a man. So I'm an opposite werebear. And my um, high aspect concept is I'm a motorbiking mountain man and I just travel around the country having fun. So <laughs> all made oh, gone. So he's a he's a bear wear then? Yeah, he's a bear <laughs> I, I was born a bear and I turn into a man sometimes. So MMM motorbike mountain man, love it. Yes. 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 <laughs> Yep, I love that you, you've all just made in, uh, incredibly messy men. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what's, what's, what's it also, uh, very he, dateable uh, guys. Uh, yes. What's the pronouns for uh, Artie? Oh, uh, pronouns are he and him for Artie. Lovely. And last but not least, Hello. Fiona. Yes, well, good question. Well, guess what? I'm also, no, I'm not playing a manly man. I am playing Amaya <laughs> Wentworth. Uh, I want you to imagine the uh, shortest woman possible, but it's very compact and very much in charge. She's got big round glasses, a very short cut bob, and she always appears when she is needed. Uh, Her high aspect is party planner to the supernatural stars, and her mantle... is clued immortal slash white court virgin, so she is part of the white court. And she uses she, her pronouns. Amazing. <laughs> Lovely. So White, white Court is um, wizards, right? Basically. Uh, white Court is another, a another of vampire. court of yeah. vampires. Ah. It's, it is slightly confusing because the wizards are, are basically um, governed by the White Council. Um, so they're both called White for some reason. But here we are. So anything right. that says court is yeah. vampires. Uh yeah, so the difference there being that all of you would be aware of this being the Red Court of Vampires are slightly more traditional in that they drink blood and the White Court of Vampires are sort of emotional vampires so they feed off specific types of emotions. So like Colin that's Robinson. That's up to Fiona as talk. Like, what? like who? Sorry, Will? No, Colleen no, Robinson. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> From um, What We Do in the Shadows. I'm going to... Just pretend that I know who that is. And so, so, sorry, sorry. Um, it's, it's my own fault for making a pop culture reference anywhere <laughs> in the vicinity of the I've seen one movie. Yeah. Um, Person who's only watched but, Back to yeah, the Future, so... getting a lot of Back to the Future vibes from this. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> sorry, I'll stop interrupting. <laughs> Plus two. Hey, there's no timey-wimey shenanigans in this, yeah. I'll tell you that. And that comes up in my games quite a lot, so... <laughs> Um, but yeah, for white core vampires, it's it's usually negative emotions. But that's up to Fiona as to which emotion she wishes to to feed on. If, if well, she that's feeds true because obviously it's white court virgin, so I'm technically not mm-hmm. a vampire. I am someone that's part of the court yes. in some way, but I've yet to, uh, in in the book's terms, kill anyone. So, uh, but maybe it's something that I would mm. like to do, maybe to get favour, perhaps. I mean, I am the party planet of the stars, the supernatural stars. So yes. we'll see. So a Amaya, uh, uh, was it Amaya or Amaya? Amaya. Um, so Amaya is essentially mortal unless she mm. kills someone. Dun dun dun. <laughs> uh, okay. So those are our characters. Now the last thing we need to do is connect us all together because we've got four very different characters here. Uh, and what, how we'll do this is we'll go around the circle again. If we, so, so we'll start with Will. And Will, would you like to pick? one of the other characters and tell us how you're connected to them maybe you um 
maybe you know them from an event in your past maybe they're a friendly acquaintance of yours or anything like that um yeah sure okay so i'd say kaylorn would know um sorry amaya Mm -hmm. yeah i I think kaylorn would know amaya from like because she's party planner to the stars and he's been to a lot of like a lot of fake court parties, like mm-hmm. possibly a um, a disturbingly high number. If 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 uh, am I actually stopped and thought about it, kind of thing? Yeah, it's like oh, hang on, he's been to like hundreds of these sort of things. So they've definitely crossed um, crossed paths a few times. Uh, he because he's um, as a knight of the fake court responsible for a lot of the political machinations. He's probably asked her to like swap people's table places around. Oh, I so love that. Yes, <laughs> the right people are next to the right people for 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 the winter court sort of pit politicking and that sort of thing. So or to avoid they, conflict, they, like they can't say anything. Abs- like, yep. <laughs> absolutely, yeah. You can't put these two people on the same table, or or yeah, use this band or whatever. You know, yeah, it's, yeah. Uh, love it. So, so he's. I now realise I've already, I've already tripped myself up, up and been like, oh, court means vampires, and then I forgot that winter and summer court. Yes. Say. <laughs> oh well. See, all of the, all of the, they're, they're all colours and things, and they all get mixed <laughs> up. It's fine. <laughs> N- names don't mean anything. Yeah. It's okay. No, names definitely don't mean anything in this game where names are incredibly important to magic. It's fine. <laughs> um. Yeah. So. Uh, cool. So we go on to am mm-hmm. then so for irvine do you want to pick one of the remaining characters uh so um kayla was it sorry kaylin or, or Ka- kaylin was it K- kaylorn kaylorn yeah kaylorn okay i i'm bad at pronouncing things in general just it's fine um yeah so including him is that one of the remaining characters you want to pick a a reason why you know them yeah i feel like irvine knows Artie. Um, Irvine's whole deal is that he was he in his eyes he still is uh, a sociologist uh, not sociologist an anthropologist um, and he is very interested in studying the magical communities that's how he found the Red Court um, so I feel like they have met up under different circumstances maybe things um, maybe got a little bit out of hand who knows <laughs> Um, and then I suppose, you know, now that he's kind of hanging with the red court, he will be at a party and see Artie and be like, ah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> a big point across the room. I know you. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's you. It's the, the, the connection is th- they hooked up that one time. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I love that Luce immediately goes, yes. Yes. <laughs> very funny. Talking to of Luce. Uh, out of, uh, so... We know you already know Irvine, so that kind of takes uh, takes that uh, out of you. So how about Kaylon? Yes. That's who we've got left. I think that would Kaylon? also make sense as well. Um, so obviously Kaylon being va- vaguely fae and where stuff being also vaguely associated with the Never Never and stuff like that. They've probably... Artie's probably done... Probably has done some stuff with some of the... Has like met... Knows some of the fae courts and things. So... Has been in and in and about. If that would so, yeah, has probably so. bumped into at various so like dis- shenanigans distance, in distance, the forest, so distant acquaintances. Then would you say? Yeah, yeah. Like, ah, oh, I know who you are. Okay, yes. Like, have seen think. each other while being while doing stuff in various fey shenanigans. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yes. Amma's raised a very good point in the chat in that she. <laughs> In that she doesn't know what the Never Never is, and that is more than fair because uh, so the Never Never is essentially the Feywild if we're using D and D terms. Oh, nice. Um, oh well, it's the Feywild and Shadowfell all together. It's fairy essentially. Yeah. Uh, you've got the Winter Court, you've got the Summer Court, where the vast majority of it is sort of wild Fey, um, and it's yeah, it's also where a lot of ghosts tend to sort of hang around. Uh, it's not just Fey in there. Lots of the, and the, and a lot of wizards use it to sort of traverse long distances quickly things like that um but yeah it's 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 basically uh the idea being that it's it's all steeped in kind of i don't think imagination is quite the right word but it's it's like it's less Mm. real than the world we live in it's not full of matter it's it's all sort of thought and that's kind Mm. of thing Mm -hmm. and magic okay um 
Thank you. Nice. Okay, so Fiona, I'm afraid that just leaves you with um, no, no. Irvine. I'm sorry. No, uh, don't be afraid at all. I have an idea as long as Am <laughs> is okay with it. Um, because we literally just spoke about Renfield. I wonder if there is a support group for clued in mortals of various red courts and, and courts and stuff like that. And that's where we know each other from, but we never talk about it. Because obviously that's the whole yeah. point about it is keeping it secret. So if that's something that you're okay to play with. Um, that- no, that's so good. I was, um, if Will hadn't picked you, that was actually going to be my connection to Amaya. Well, so that works go. out perfectly. Perfect. Yeah, I think that. Perfect. There we go. It's like we planned it in advance. Whoa. Um, nice. Okay, so the idea, the reason we kind of do that is to make sure that you guys, the characters all like have some connection to each other so you're not just kind of thrown into a party and expected to work together because we're playing a game. So you'll actually know each other, which is real nice. Okay. How's everyone doing? Happy? Any questions before we start? Good to go. All good. Fantastic. Okay, so we shall begin. Um, if I get to the right page on my uh, <laughs> notes, which I should have done before we started, but never mind. So uh, it is the night of the 11th of September, 2010. We're setting this uh, not not in the current canon of, of Dresden Files, in sort of a little bit further back. Each of you has been invited to a party tonight, we know this already, celebrating the birthday of Lucille Augusta, the inhumanly beautiful and incredibly sharp leader of the British White Court. The invitation was formal and pleasant, but it stipulated you must agree to unusually strict security measures. And normally, you would know that the responsibilities of guest and host would be enough in the supernatural world, but these are not normal times. The war between the Red Court of Vampires and the White Council of Wizards has been waging for eight years now, and it has far-reaching consequences. So, you politely RSVP'd and agreed to Lucille's measures. You now find yourself on the way to the Augustus family, uh, the Augusta family's ancestral home. So, as you are kind of approach, how is everybody arriving? Are you all gonna? Are you coming in a vehicle? Are you arriving through the Never Never? Anything like that? How, how are we doing? Rocking up on my very nice motorbike. <laughs> Fantastic. <laughs> I bet Lucy's like, my character is built for this. Yes. I know. Yes. Exactly I'm just trying to I'm think what in. bike it would be. Because I don't think it would be a Harley Davidson. So I'm just going to have a think about what bike it is. Okay. Anyone else in the meantime? I think I would already be there. Because obviously I would have helped in some ah. way to uh, sort of set up things maybe I'm maybe I'm arriving a couple of hours yeah. uh, not an hour late but sort of, sort of late just you know making sure all the uh, I's are dotted and T's are crossed all that sort of thing so but definitely yes. a little bit panicked because obviously nothing ever goes right uh, so I'm just like oh well of course uh, <laughs> I'm making sure that I've got my present obviously because I don't want to disappoint mm. yeah so yeah you'd be working with there's a lot of uh, ordinary human staff who are, mostly seem to be kind of university students <sighs> Uh, that are here to make a quick fuck uh, and are a bit confused. Uh, it's kind of the servers and that kind of thing. Uh, there's also a bunch of security staff who are def- most definitely not university students who you probably have less to do with because they're being uh, they're being um, controlled is not the right word. Yes. <laughs> Organised by... I, I definitely would leave instructions not um, to harm any of the, of the university students no matter how annoying they are, uh, just in case. Yeah, <laughs> yes. Yes, you you can absolutely do that. Uh, you get it when you when you tell them that that you get a kind of strange looks, but they don't. No, none of them seem to want to talk to you, but they're like oh, nodding and sort of saying one word so answers it's like fine. sure, okay. <laughs> <laughs> uh, how about Irvine and and Kalor? Um, how are you arriving? He, yeah, no one actually sees Kalor arrive. He's just sort of there, like he just appears out of a, a corner that is very much a corner and he just sort of steps out of it so out the shadows nice and mysterious yes. we love it <laughs> uh and how about Irvine um would I be with Lord Henry or Rosanna it's up it's up to you yes so both yeah both of they them are um arriving together so you, you probably arrive with them yeah in a very fancy car probably a Rolls Royce <laughs> I would this like you would get out first and open the door for them lovely so when for those of you that 
let's say you arrive last just for the for the dramaticness of it. Um, as Irvine arrives and opens that door, you see coming out of the Rolls Royce uh, two uh, quite beautiful Hispanic people. You have a distinguished looking gentleman. He looks a little bit older uh, with like a very, a very nice tailored pinstripe suit on and next to him a younger looking woman in a tight fitting but long, uh, longish sort of knee length dress, black dress. Uh, and she has a face like steel. <laughs> she is not like, you look at this face and you know she has never smiled. <laughs> That's what you think. <laughs> uh, and they sort of step out of the car and pretty much ignore you, Irvine. That's fine. Except to kind of take your arm and direct you with them mm. a little bit. That's fine. Uh, so for... <laughs> uh, for those of you that are mortal the house that you see when you arrive uh, appears to be quite run down actually it looks like a ruin uh, it looks like someone might have found the time to mow the lawn but other than that the whole thing has kind of fallen into disrepair and you've got climbing plants untamed going all up the walls the walls are crumbling or the stones are jagged and upturned and when you arrive, you kind of, you feel like you really shouldn't be here and you feel like you really want to turn around and go home. But you know that you should be here because logically you've answered the, the, the invite, you've come to the right place. And for those of you uh, that aren't mortal, so that would be uh, Kalorn and for uh, Artie, uh, you don't see this at all. You see a completely resplendent house with shining white walls and gleaming windows and artfully sculpted plants adorning the courtyard and where you're arriving. There's dramatic orange lights for which you can't see no source are carefully placed, making the house appear really, really big. And this whole place is just a statement of money and power. It's the most fancy place you've ever seen. Uh, and there's well-dressed staff eagerly awaiting to take coats and to valet park cars and things like that and you feel like a very safe, welcome guest. And as you sort of enter the, the house, the two of you that didn't see all of this noticed that you kind of, a kind of weird shimmering as you enter in and you see the inside of it in that similar way and you realize that it must be a glamour on the outside. There are, however, which all of you will see, two very well-built security guards either side of those main doors and each of them are armed with assault rifles oh so which is very strict but it's no secret you knew that this was going to happen uh lovely so for each of you as you're as you enter you're kind of greeted by the staff at the door they take coats and things like that and they direct you towards the dining hall specifically uh when you at the entrance there of the dining hall you meet Lucille there and another white court vampire, a male vampire who you would, uh, Amaya might know, depending since you, how much of a involvement do you have with the sort of white court? I think court? I would have tried very hard to get in, um, but it depends. I think <laughs> they would have held me at arm's length and just said, no, no, we just want it like this. And you've been very, very hands off clients, essentially. Um, but I've done it yes. to the best of my abilities, so I'm probably, I would say I do not know this person. Okay, yeah, I think that's fair. You, d you don't know this person. Uh, he is standing there with an incredibly thin-looking, young, dirty blonde girl in a very short skirt, just clinging onto his arm next to him, and they're both kind of greeting people at the entrance. Uh, so, do any of you, do any of you want to interact with either of them at all as you're entering, or are you just marching on through? I will politely greet the host, the hostess. Ah, no. oh. <laughs> Artie, welcome. Lucia. It is lovely to see you. Lovely to see you too. Thanks for the invitation. Lovely, um, lovely ambiance you've got going on here. Is that the right word? Oh. It is an ambiance. Uh, it, it is. It is a very good word. Thank you very much. <laughs> yes. Oh, I did ask the staff to uh, uh, make some space on the table for some some raw meat for you if that's what you would prefer thank you so much very kind very thoughtful <laughs> and i will wander through and i would like everyone to notice that 
Artie has uh, made a concession because he's at a party, so he's wearing his smartest clothes, which include a pair of trousers that don't have holes in them and a nice um, sort of over nice sort of plaid shirt. Very nice. <laughs> so, like everyone else, really fancy. He's just like, mm, ah, these jeans do not have holes. In them. <laughs> I, yeah, I'm still picturing the mountain bike mount. Uh, sorry, m- mountain bike, mount, motorbike, mountain man. And I was like, yeah, plaid shirt. That mm. totally, that checks out. <laughs> yeah, yep. Yeah, it's, it's giving yeah. lumberjack vibes, oh, and that's very much, I think it's very nice. much lumberjack vibes. <laughs> yeah, so you can wander in the the, the dining room. The, the the massive dining table has been pushed to the side of the room, and it's more like a buffet situation. Uh, so you're able to kind of go on over there and have a little look if that's what you wanted. Anyone else interacting with the host as you enter? I'm just going to follow, um, uh, you know, uh, my patrons um, and Lovely. not say anything unless they're like, you can say hello too. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they, they, as you enter in, they kind of direct you right into the dining room, mm. but then they give you a little bit more freedom once you get into the dining room. They head off into a corner to sort of talk with each other. Cool. And um, Rosanna sort of turns to you and she's just and she's just like, look, just do what you like, okay? It's a party. I kind of bow a little bit and I say, um, if, if it's all right, could I possibly um, just uh, 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 kiss my lady before I... And he's like, his hands are shaking and he's like a little bit pale. She gives a big sigh and then just holds her hand out for you to kiss. He looks disappointed because that is not what he wanted. Um, but he will kiss her hand. Should have phrased it better. Yeah, he'll, he'll, he'll kiss her hand and like, um, just kind of d- desperately look around for someone he knows um a dog he could pet that kind of thing maybe if there's books he can uh, go a dog and... you could pet you said <laughs> maybe he could go and read quietly in the corner just like he so clearly is only here because he was told to be fair enough um yeah so yeah so you they're they're sort of hanging out in the corner they they, they don't want to draw too much attention to themselves uh, but you're free to kind of go around the rest of the room uh, I'll tell you what the kind of rest of the dining room looks like at the minute. So, as you enter those double doors, you've got this really decadent high ceilinged room. And the walls are painted a warm cream colour with gilded embellishments and a pristine spiral staircase on your right hand side as you enter the door. That leads up to a large balcony, which is about 10 feet above the floor. It, it encompasses the back and both sides of the room, goes all the way around. Now above the balcony, the outside wall, which is on your right-hand side, is full of these beautiful stained glass windows. And each one is impossibly detailed with depictions of people in, let's say, rather intimate positions. And to the, on the right as well, there's that long dining table, the buffet table there. You've got this really colourful, delicious-looking buffet. That, yes, uh, Artie, there is a little section that just has bits of raw meat. <laughs> You can, you can assume that it's for you and perhaps anybody else that might enjoy that. It, and in the centre of that table, there's this champagne tower that's just brimming with orange liquid. It's at its centre, this sort of fountain that's coming down from the centre. Uh, and all of this, however, is it pales in comparison to the, the centrepiece of the room, which is this huge sparkling chandelier hanging from the middle of the ceiling. It fills the room with warmth and light. And it's clearly like the masterpiece of the of the artwork in the room. And right beneath it, there's a tall fairy who is playing the violin. And it's got this completely beautiful music. It's, it's far too beautiful and transcendent and skillful for any mortal to possibly be playing this. So it's most definitely a fairy. And uh, uh, Kalon, you would recognise this fairy because he's a member of the Winter Court. Uh, I don't think you particularly be necessarily acquainted but he's often at these sort of things playing music his name is Melchior but you would know um yeah is there anything else that anyone would kind of like to to do in this space or on the entrance or uh, uh, yeah get, uh, just coming in the the couple on the door Kate Kaylin is going to obsequiously bow to the degree that you can tell it's it's slightly sarcastic <laughs> Oh, what you, so you have Lucille 
d puts on like one of those really pasted on smiles where she's like, <clears throat> yes, like, you know, like, like she knows what you're doing. Whereas the uh, the other vampire kind of it, it, like you, you bow to him and he, he kind of puffs up a little bit and he's like, ah, oh, well, welcome. That's most gracious of you to greet us like this. It's a pleasure. What is your name, sir? Kalon. Kalon. Simeon Augusta, and he goes out to shake your hand. Um, Kalon is going to very deliberately uh, not shake his hand and just bow again. Um, it's a pleasure, my lord. Thank you. And uh, oh. sort of just drift past. Yeah, you, you, you very successfully uh, impressed this, this man. <laughs> but but not uh, not the lady then. Interesting. No, not the lady. She knows what you're yeah. doing. <laughs> and yeah, sweep into the sort of um, the main room where uh, where Melky was playing. Nice. So there's lots of um, people around mm -hmm. as well. You've got guess the violinist there, but there's a few people kind of standing around watching. Uh, there's a few people in the corners, including those Redcourt vampires that Irvine arrived with. Uh, and also on the opposite side of the doorway, so you had the two vampires greeting people as they came in. And facing the other way, on the inside of the doors, you've got two more people on either side of the door. One of them is um, on the right-hand side. He's a, one of the university students holding like a tray of drinks and standing there very nervously as if this was his spot to be placed. <laughs> Uh, and then uh, on the other side, there is a rather muscular-looking, uh, dark-skinned woman uh, with wearing basically basically wearing tactical gear, like and, and definitely armed. Uh, who is, you can tell, the security is going on there. So, uh, how's everyone enjoying the party at, the, at this moment in time? What are you? I all think doing? Amaya will definitely be sort of flitting around and like going to that university student, going, "Go on, mingle, mingle, mingle. Get the, get them the stuff, get them the stuff." <laughs> and then, and then, and then eventually, <laughs> and we'll go, literally flit from group to group, uh, like just checking in, but not actually paying attention because she is beelining for Lucille to give her her present at some point. But she's definitely like floating uh. around to like look like she's like working essentially, but she's got an ulterior motive. Nice. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's super casual. Oh, just mingle, just yeah. mingle, it's fine. Just, uh, are you okay? You got drinks, 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 drinks? Great, 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 great. <laughs> and then moving on. And this is this is Amaya's forte. You're yeah. so good at this. Exactly. <laughs> this is what you do every day. Nice. Uh, what about the rest of you? So, uh, so Irvine, you, you wanted a, a corner to, to read in? Yeah, I think he, I mean, if he can't get any saliva he is he's not feeling great at the moment so i think maybe you know if if he does see um amaya at all he'll he will kind of like very feebly try and get her attention but i don't think she would come over because oh, she seems she, pretty she, she definitely clocks it and waves past you <laughs> and yeah. carries on. but has clocked you so uh, eventually we'll come and make over her way over to you in, in private at some point so, so just to let you know that yeah. but yeah definitely it's like ah, oh, oh drinks drink and carries on like down the group yeah. Of people. Yeah. <laughs> yeah I mean despite dropping out of school he still likes to think he's on track so any it, it, the pastime is any sort of inf interesting information about you know dynamics um, history that kind of thing is happy to find himself with the oldest, most boring person in the room just kind of nodding slightly <laughs> as they talk his ear off. Oh, I know exactly who you've ended up with. <laughs> oh dear. Because in one of the corners, not the same corner that your, your Red Court friends are in, in one of the corners, you find yourself next to a huge beast of a person. Incredibly tall, incredibly wide, incredibly hairy. Oh my. Uh, and... Uh, any of you that have read the books will recognise this as a forest person or person of the forest or however it is that they are phrased and he talks incredibly slowly and monotone um, but his name is Wisdom of the Hills and Mountains I'm writing it down and he has lots of wisdom about the hills and mountains that he will gladly talk to you about um and he will ignore you, but that's kind of the, the vibe that's going on there. 
this is just like if a lecture. Yeah, he's a, this is like <laughs> an average person would be bored by this. Um, Abed's pretty enraptured. He's like, this is very, this is very interesting. It's like uh, almost like a like a private lecture. It's great. Um, <laughs> do you see? Well, if you go to one of the taller mountains, that's where you're more isolated, mm, mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. you see, and that's so you can get a much clearer sense of the magic of the wind, mm. uh, and he sort of goes on and on like that. <laughs> Yeah, having a great time, actually, uh, surprisingly. <laughs> nice. <laughs> uh, so, Kaylona, you're watching the music, w- yes? Watch, watching the music, uh, so overtly watching the music, but really yeah. using it as an excuse to look basically for um, summer court operatives, uh, who, are prob- mm. who there are probably some of, and try to establish exactly what they're doing Um yeah, just sort of keep keeping an eye on them kind of thing. Yeah. Uh, and he's looking for one person in particular who you probably can guess who I'm referring to with that. My brain has died, but it might be because I haven't read a character sheet in a few days. <laughs> uh, that's fine. Uh, you can see, you can taste it to me if it's you want my, to. It's my trouble aspect, if you want to look at my character sheet. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. Uh, so, yeah, seeing if that person particularly who is part of the summer call is, is around. Okay, I'm with you. Yes. Okay. Lovely. I think we should have the first one in the game for this. Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> dun, dun, dun. Uh, so, because I, you, you'll have to bear with me because I've never played this game before either, so we might be a bit right. slow. But And I'll, I'll explain what we're doing since uh, people that listen might not know this game either. So the way you take an action, essentially, mm-hmm. is you roll... Um, you roll a, a certain approach, so those are our um, basically our stats. There's six. There's flair, focus, force, guile, haste, and intellect, and that gives you a plus or a negative or a, or a zero to whatever you choose. And there's four basic actions that you can take. You can create an advantage, overcome, attack, or defend. So I would say this is probably creating an advantage if you're looking for summer court operatives. Yep. Um, but that's up to you. I don't decide that. That's, that's your your decision. And you can just you can decide what approach you use as well. So, what, how do you think you're doing this? Yeah, but for now, uh, sort of pretending to be watching the um, the musician, but really sort of uh, pacing just sort of slowly round the, uh, the the kind of performance area and looking kind of past. Um, and just, just kind of keep, just keep an eye out for now for people. I think not using any um, magic or anything yeah. like that quite yet. So possibly uh, like focus, perhaps, or intellect. Yeah, I'd say. Uh, I think I would say focus, probably. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, cool. Yeah, yeah, focus. Which he's not actually great at. But, uh, <laughs> oh well, it's always yeah. a way. <laughs> cool. So, do you want to roll that? And while you're rolling. So we're using uh, the Dress and Puzzles based on the Fate Core mm-hmm. system. So we would roll two Fate dice. Is two, isn't it? I'm not being stupid. Uh, <laughs> um, which have pluses and minuses on them. I think everyone apart from Fiona is y- using d- normal. Yeah, sorry, I'm one of those people <laughs> that has the actual dice. Sorry. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, but basically, that will create a, a number between minus four and plus four. Wait. Is it four? I, th- I think it. Let me. Yeah, I'm Hang having on. a check as well. Don't worry. Hang on. <laughs> I, I thought I, in my brain I was like, it's two, and now I'm like, hang on, I'm not actually sure. Let's find out. Uh, where's it gone? Oh, I've lost a bit in there. What is it? The only way to learn the game is by playing. Yep. <laughs> Shut up. So you. Yeah, <laughs> that's true. Thank you, Will. That one was for you. So you roll the dice and apply your character's rating to that approach improve the role you apply any stunt or teamwork versus to infect it so i think you always roll four dice it says here on, on okay on, on okay. page 99 I don't, don't know where i got 99. two from so <laughs> apologies four dice i'm using a focus approach so zero but i get plus one from my stunt the perfect foil which is gain plus one to actions in conflict with agents of the opposing court nice. so this plus one uh, I have got... Oh, that's a really bad roll. Uh, three. Because ones and twos are minus one, aren't they? 
Uh, yes. Yeah, so that's um, minus one overall. <laughs> minus one. Oh. <laughs> yeah, that was not that was not a good roll. Uh, no, I know. Yeah. <laughs> it was it was now, it was two ones, a three, a, and a six. A poor so. roll on the ladder, if you're looking. <laughs> hmm. So yeah, so you're not sure. There's lots of people around. There's quite a few people who you can be sure aren't Summer Court, like. For example, Wisdom of the Hills and Mountains, because he's mm -hmm. a forest person, and you know that they're not affiliated with the Fae, really. Uh, and of course, you know who's White Court vampires and things like that. But you're not sure. There's a handful of people that you're not 100% sure what faction they're affiliated with. The only, the only person that I think you would have some suspicion of, at the very least, even just for free, because it wouldn't make sense for you not to uh, is by the buffet table you have standing a uh, gruff who the billy goat's gruff comes from this in the dresden files world they're basically just a, a goat-like humanoid mm -hmm. uh, and you know that they they are normally they normally come from the summer court you've got no idea why they might be here they might be here on personal reasons you don't know um but that is the only information you really get from that. Okay, um, yeah, with, with the people that he's not sure about, he's, yeah, just going to drift closer to and see if he can keep a, uh, uh, yeah, it's just see, to see if he can observe them. He thinks he's being very stealthy. He isn't. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so I think, uh, if, if you're happy with it, based on where I've got everybody placed, the people that would make the most sense for you to be drifting near is probably the buff by the buffet table. Yeah. There's a bunch of people around there. That maybe aren't very obvious who who they are. Yeah, okay. Um, nice. Um, Chloe. And last but not. Sorry, yes. just before I realised I can use a move when I'm talking to Wisdom of the Hills and Mountains. Oh, okay. What is it? Um, are we counting each episode as a session, or is the whole thing a session? Because I might want to. It says once per session, but I might want to save it for someone more um, important. Oh, that's fair. I had I had wondered about this because this is essentially meant to be a one shot, so it would be one. Yeah, that makes sessions. sense. Uh, but because I like you guys doing cool things, I have to be like, Yay! Those are cool. Those are cool. <laughs> cool. Okay, I have a thing called familiar face. You know and are known within supernatural circles. Once uh, per session or per episode, upon meeting an NPC involved in the supernatural world, you can mark a box of knowledge and declare you've met them. Um, nice. Before... Uh, Wait, you have met them before and create an aspect with one free invoke to represent your prior relationship. Cool. Um, if you're so, yeah. for yeah, for those of you at home, what an aspect is like something that a character or a place or might have that basically just describes a, something about it, and you can use those aspects to give you bonuses on roles and things. Um, so you're creating an aspect for was was it for you or for the character? that you're talking to um i am going to say for i'm gonna say for wisdom of the hills and mountains because I, I want him to do well i like this yeah, guy it says so yeah uh, <laughs> you declare that you've met them before and create an aspect for one with one free invoke to represent your prior relationship so it's about that sort of relationship yeah, yeah. so so that means that am can roll a, with a plus one force to do with that relationship without having to spend yeah, a thing exactly yeah basically Cool. Just collecting friends at all these parties. I'm and, yeah. and but it also gives what? me a point in knowledge, which is yeah. that is going to be like yep. very very useful later. Yeah, absolutely. Mm -hmm. Which is why I what wanted to do it. What aspect are you? Um, what aspect are you giving him? I'm gonna say he is. Can I can I give him like a sympathetic to humans aspect? Ooh. Um. Or is that not in keeping with the type of see, forest people? It. it Normally I'd say yes, but like I've got a lot of NPCs here and I haven't given much of them many descriptions, but his description is basically just like thinks morsels are beneath him. Oh okay, I'll change it then. <laughs> so, which is like the complete opposite. So I was like, how to make this work? Yeah. You could say sympathetic to um yeah. maybe like people like you in particular yeah. in some way. Sympathetic sympathetic to or sympathetic ear Irvine yeah. and Yeah, sympathetic ear yeah. specific. Oh yeah, you know what? Because it says prior relationship, perhaps um, he has offered some kind of support to our little group before, and that's how we know He's him. He's probably done a masterclass, Aww. and I was just like, yeah. I did not get it at all, but you were enraptured, so this is like, oh my god, it's one of my heroes or something. <laughs> yeah, we met him at group. Yeah, perfect. Yeah, yeah. I think that he, he probably 
in an effort outreach. to try and understand uh, outreach, mortals a yeah. bit better. <laughs> yeah, has come to do a bit of outreach. <laughs> uh, <laughs> even though he's not very good at it. Oh, amazing. <laughs> Thank you. Cool. I have marked a box of nice. knowledge, which is what I want to do. Do you want to write down that aspect cool. in the chat somewhere yeah. so we all can see it? I can do it if you want to proceed yes. with RT. Keep a, keep a note on that mm. um, free invoke as well if you, if you want to use it at any point. Okay, so last but not least, Artie, what are you doing? Artie is honestly just having fun at the party. Um, he's not really here for any, nice. he's not got any sort of like ulterior motives. He's just like, oh, I've been invited to a party. This is nice. Um, I'm very much playing up the fact that I have zero intellect. He is a very dumb <laughs> bear um, because he is, in fact, a bear. He's not quite sure what's going on. Um, he's, he's had some food. He's put some he sort of put some meat on a plate and was like and then just sort of like put his face into it rather than eating it like a normal person so people so that was a bit weird um he's tried some champagne and he's just chatting to people he's been doing a bit of dancing having the time of his life <laughs> i love that yeah so because this is like the sort of dining area essentially with just a bit more of a space for it there's not really anyone else dancing oh, there's the, but I, Artie, I feel like Artie is going oh yeah anyway. yeah I like the idea that <laughs> you're, you're you, normally you just pick up the meat and just put it straight because it's a formal event you're putting it on a plate yeah, first on a plate. and then just and then I put my <laughs> yeah. face in it. so you are still being formal <laughs> brilliant so as this sort of party continues you're all having a good time. You're doing your various things, and at a very at a certain point, everybody has arrived. The doors are shut, uh, and you would all know this is part of the security aspect. You were told when you RSVP to this that everybody was going to essentially be magically locked in the building for the duration of the party uh, to ensure that nobody could get in or out during the party, and so we could you know keep security nice and tight and all of that so very kind of subtly but you it's, it's the sort of subtle where everyone n notices it happening but chooses to ignore it you see those those doors closing uh and from the outside you can mm, i don't think you'd really hear anything but you know there's stuff going on <laughs> oh would i hear something and a, if i could oh yes because you've got higher yeah uh because you'd hear yeah it. i'm I'm an I'm a bear part of the time. I'm a weather, so it's like I'm not going to yeah. shift, but I, I have like keener keener senses, sort of thing. Why don't Do you I hear roll for that? Ooh. So, what would I roll? Uh, it's up to you. I think. Well, it's definitely not attacking the focus. Head, we know that. Uh, <laughs> I think it's either going to be create an advantage, maybe overcome. It's not really. I think that much creates an, an advantage, there, though, so, so yeah. I might know something. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I'm going to say maybe a, f a uh, focus what? roll? Yeah, that makes sense to me. Yeah. Okay, so I roll the dice. Mm -hmm. Ooh! So that's a minus one. That's a zero. Plus one. Plus one. Then I assume I might add my focus mm -hmm. thing. Yep. Just plus one. So it's plus yes. two overall. Nice. Nice. So, yeah, you don't hear anything um, alarming or anything. <laughs> Uh, but you can, as you kind of wander near the door, uh, the dining room doors, you can hear from the other side uh, some sort of almost uh, chanting or sort of magical, magical words kind of being said um, in a, a, a female voice. And you can also hear a, a few like heavy footsteps if some of those security guards are moving around. And a little later on, uh, so a few minutes later that a woman comes through the doors and heads over to the buffet table she is um of sort of middle eastern descent uh and wearing kind of robes and you can assume that this is probably the person who, whose voice you heard cool i will make note of that and then continue on <laughs> with my very fun evening <laughs> uh, so as the evening goes on there comes a moment where suddenly and without warning, each of your visions just goes black. Ugh. And there's a sudden darkness descending, descending on the room. Uh, Kalon, you are immune to magical darkness, I, I, I Yes, thanks sure. to my cloak, so you can cloak see of fun. shadows uh, mm. stunned. Yeah. 
everybody else cannot see. This, this would have been absolutely the and point where I was going to go, Lucy, oh no! <laughs> and the light's gone out. <laughs> yeah, you, you're literally like, uh, they've shut the doors, Lucille's coming to I'm, mingle, I'm and you just there. managed to find yep. her, and then, boom. <laughs> you hear the shouts and screams of confusion, and there's a couple of sort of thuds and crashes as people are sort of bumping into each other, and a few drops, plates and glasses. Uh, you can hear... Um, a clear, authoritative female voice is shouting orders over the din. And through all of this, that violinist is continuing to play. It's very um, string quartet on the on the Sinking uh, Titanic. deck of the Titanic vibes, uh, <laughs> where he's he's the music's growing louder and more agitated, and as if he's like fighting to keep some kind of semblance of the party atmosphere going. Uh, there's the sound of like a small blast almost very very small controlled and quiet but then there is a resounding thunderous crash and the music abruptly stops for Kalon, mm -hmm. what you're able to see as everyone's bumping into each other is you hear this blast and the chandelier comes oh. crashing down right on top of oh, that no. violinist Melchior who you knew uh is anybody, I believe just Kalon, maybe Artie, depending on where you want to be in the room, would be in the vicinity of said chandelier? Yeah, I probably. Artie, like, you, you can't see anything, but um, no, he's got good senses, so he's probably trying to make his way somewhere yeah. that he could maybe find something out, so might have been wandering nearish to where that was happening as he's trying to like, avoid okay. people and dodging around them. Can you two please roll to defend them as this chandelier comes crashing mm -hmm. down okay. and sh the, the glass shatters and showers pieces of, of Am sharp. Amaya will definitely be like, remain calm, everyone! <laughs> it's like, so nobody <laughs> can't see anything. <laughs> so I have a... When... Okay, so I roll to plus, for, with plus two to this because of one of my conditions. So. Mm -hmm. And otherwise, what do you roll? It just depends what approach you take. Yep. Yes, so you can still choose yeah, an You always roll full dice, cool. but you, it depends on your approaches that you're doing it. Okay. Uh, Luz, just while I look, which one are you doing? Um, so the approach is like the create an advantage, overcome something sort no, of thing. No, the uh, flare. So those are the four basic actions. Ah. Our action is defend. Okay. So and your, basically your stats. I'm going to uh, go with um, force and just try and muscle it out. <laughs> uh, I'm going with nice. haste, so... I'll get the bonus to defend and also my faster, yep. stronger, tougher thing. Does that work? Mm -hmm. Oh, uh, uh, I can do that if I want to, but I, I'm not going to do that. Plus three. Okay, I've got plus, plus four three, nice. because I'm plus two haste and I've got plus two from a different thing. Okay. Kalon's going to be fine. Uh, I, I got plus one overall. Oh, okay. Oh, wait, wait, um, hang on. Uh, four minus two, plus three. So, we're both, so both of you got plus three. Okay. Uh, Kalon, you are okay because um, I have a, I, I've given you a secret advantage because you can mm -hmm. see. So you managed to dodge out of the way. But um, Artie, you, are, you try to sort of... You, you take the beating because you're using force. You just kind of stand there and go, oh, you're going like blocking your face, that kind of thing. Um, but there's just so much of this glass that cuts into you. Uh, and can you mark a point of one point of stress, please, mm -hmm. from taking all of this cuts? Have done so. And then what happens is as quickly as it appeared, that darkness just suddenly lifts. And suddenly you're blinking the light out of your eyes. You can see again. Though you do notice the room is noticeably darker. There's still lights on, but it is quite a bit darker. And as you sort of look around to try and figure out what's going on, you see that in the center of the room, you have this unrecognizable mess of smashed glass, twisted metal and blood. And the chandelier has fallen. There's a couple of people injured, including Artie, but none more so than that unfortunate fairy musician who lies directly beneath the jagged remains of that light fixture, just unmoving. Oh my gosh, Chloe, you're such a good GM. Yeah, well done. Oh, wow. oh my gosh, um, stop it. It's the first, <laughs> it's the first time uh, 
I've ever played in a game that Chloe's DM'd. I've DM'd yeah, for Chloe. Me too. I've played in games with Chloe, but yeah, I don't think Chloe's I've never DM'd for DM'd me. For any yeah. before. Mm-hmm. Oh, it's fun. I like it. You paint a word picture mm-hmm. with your mouth. Bless you. Um, <laughs> I also think this is also the first time I've ever GM'd uh, sort of publicly like this. Been mm. oh, I've so only ever done Yay. it in private. You're doing a great um, job. Yeah. I also wanted to say before we get onto like our little pluggy things, mm. um, I think it's very cool thematically that the one female PC is being played by the person guesting on the podcast. <laughs> mm. That's fun. <laughs> it's really fun. Yeah. Um, but yeah, um, oh my gosh, Will, if people like this podcast, what can they do? Uh, they can follow us uh, on Twitter at rwd underscore pod, where I haven't tweeted for like months because uh, real life gets in the way. Um, life gets but, in the way. Uh, but what we can <laughs> do is uh, you can check us out on Spotify, Acast, Apple Podcasts, or wherever else you get great independent podcasts like ours. Uh, just search for A Rendezvous with Destiny. We have um, our two main campaigns. Uh, one of them is using the Scion system, not Skyon, as we said for the entire run of the show <laughs> and subsequently found it out. It sounds better. Yeah. Um, so that's kind of like a mix between Percy Jackson and American Gods. It's about demigods uh, in an American college campus. Um, and we are also currently playing a game using the bike mark system about werewolves in Scotland, uh, featuring... At least two bad Scottish accents, and I won't tell you who they come from. It's me and Will. Uh, uh, my oh no! Will's well, my, not doing you like, My character is definitely Australian. Def- Will definitely hasn't been doing Australian. a Scottish accent this whole time. <laughs> and you I'm have a little like, grab bag of insane accents that I pull out from somewhere. The two bad Scottish accents were actually both loose. They're just two different bad <laughs> Scottish yeah. accents. <laughs> <laughs> my best uh, my best one is my obviously fake Transylvanian one, which is very fun to do. Oh, it's so fun. That is um, good. So yeah, you can check those out. And we also have a, a litany of other one-shots uh, focusing on fun alternative game systems. There is one on D&D uh, for our sins, but we, we quickly rectify that and play ones that aren't 5e. Um, although, if you like D&D podcasts and... Uh, God knows we need more of them. Uh, we can hear Chloe and Am on something else. What is it? I will. Yeah, I can talk about it because Chloe's been talking this whole episode. Mm. So she, I'll give you Please give do. you a little voice rest. Um, it's called Deck of Many Aces. It's an actual play podcast with actual asexuals and aromantics and aromatics. Um, we play Dungeons and Dragons Fifth Edition. I'm the party tank where I do another bad Scottish accent, and uh, Chloe is our. Brogue? Is that what we're saying now? Bard slash rogue? I think, Love yeah, it. we're going with brogue, um, I think. Love it. Where she uses Nancy from Oliver as an accent key. Love it. Um, I do. Yeah, things are, things are heating up. There's time travel, there's weird gravity shifts, uh, Chloe's character's going through some pretty intense trauma, um, and we kill the dragon. Oh, my character's been going through intense trauma for the entire campaign. Yeah, let's face it. we've had a dungeon and a dragon Ooh. in the in Done the game. It. So we, I think we, we did a good job. Successfully yeah. played Dungeons and Dragons. Exactly. Talking about we how to successfully play Dungeons and Dragons, or rather, how not to successfully play Dungeons and Dragons. Segue, segue, segue. Mm-hmm. Fiona, ah. where can people <laughs> Hello. find you? Hello. So yeah. So when I'm not playing uh, Edna Mole, I am. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I am uh, the host of What Am I Rolling, which is a twice-monthly RPG one-shot podcast where we look at lots of different systems and do actual plays of them. The key thing is always trying to, like, here is what the game mechanic is at the top of the episode of each episode, because sometimes you listen to actual plays and going, I actually don't know what they're doing. And that's okay. But also, it's nice if you want to get more people to play in different RPGs and stuff. We've done stuff like The Between, which is by Jason Cordova. So if you like Brindlewood Bay, which is like sort of a cosy mystery, murder mystery ones with grannies, it's the same sort of system, but it uses sort of Victorian art, Victorian monster hunters uh that's coming out just now uh at time of recording but i also in case you're like actually all i care about is D, and i don't care about any ogl business and stuff like that well i disagree with that but i also have a podcast for you it's called the dm's book club which is a book a weekly book club podcast about dungeon dragons and how we could use it in our role-playing campaigns and how definitely we try and change it and that's with my co-host hamilton we're currently in season five i think just now and we're just doing lots of different bits and pieces but we've also 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 got coming up a GM's Book Club because we love other RPGs so much we thought we don't want to just talk about it on DM's Book Club because that would be unfair to all of our listeners so that is also coming up so if you like role playing games just go and find them wherever you listen to podcasts 
That's... And can confirm both podcasts are very, oh, very good. Hamilton, yes. who has previously been on the show before when we were when we had yeah. a little DMs round table. Mm-hmm, that's absolutely Friend of the show Hamilton. Yeah. yeah. So we we love um alternative I say alternative, I mean not D D systems yes. on, on this podcast. Um Fiona, do, do you have a particular favourite one you want to shout oh, out? Oh my goodness, you've opened up a can of worms. I uh <laughs> maybe like, this could be our fun fact for the next episode. Yes, I can do uh, that. Yeah, why don't why don't we do our favourite alternative ones for the start of next that episode? That sounds perfect. Yeah. Alright, that gives me at least yeah. two minutes to think. <laughs> no, it's a, what are you talking about? It's a whole two weeks. Yes, sorry, yes. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah, two weeks. Uh, okay well I mean Chloe is there an appropriate Dresden Files way to end because we howl when we play bite marks at the end of the episode yeah oh this is putting me on the spot interesting well I think I think to stick with a a fan favourite we've all got to shout fuego okay alright what (laughs) Count us down. Okay, three, two, one. Fuego! Fuego! Fuego!